In your head, Karen, I want you to think of someone you would call a really good friend. Doesn't have to be your very best friend, but someone you would say, I really enjoy company. Okay, I've got someone in mind. Now, is this just me who's doing this little exercise, or are you doing this exercise as well? I'm doing it, and I'm hoping that people will be captured by the thing I'm excited about and I'm telling you about, and they will get excited as well. So we're asking them to think of a good friend, right? Get someone in mind. Perfect. Welcome to the Before We Go podcast featuring Dr. David Maines and his wife, noted author, Karen Maines. Here's David and Karen Maines. Okay, you have that person yeah, in I mind do. or a mm-hmm. couple people in mind, yeah, maybe? Okay. Mm-hmm. Now I want you to think about what kind of things are talked about when good friends get together. Well, I, right now I'm thinking of how much we laugh with our good friends. Okay, that's neat. And that kind of comes from memories that we have. Remember when we did such and such and we traveled here together and lost our way and... Yeah. <laughs> It got worse and worse. (laughs) So that sort of stuff, you know, is one of the great gifts that we give in friendship, I believe. Yeah, I think that people express feelings much more than normal Mm -hmm. when they're around good friends. Good to see you again. Mm -hmm. You know, in fact, uh, I was looking forward to this all along, that kind of a thing. And Mm -hmm. and I think we generally say, how have you been doing? What's going on with you? Yeah, Yeah, and take your time. I want to know. And it's not just the sharing of good things that are going in our life. You have a confidence in friendship of safety. Mm -hmm. And so often you say, well, this has been great, but I've got something that's really troublesome to me. Do you mind if I share that with you? I did this with a good friend just this week. I Mm -hmm. said, you know, I'm needing to process something, but I can't get over the hump in my head. So Mm -hmm. if you just let me talk about it a while, that would be very appreciated. Oh, yeah, happy to go ahead. And it was a wonderful conversation, and it resolved the issue in my mind, oh, which that's was wonderful. very helpful, yeah. I think that we pay compliments easier in friendship. This is mm-hmm. something I, think I really love about you. Mm-hmm. I have one of my good friends is the fiancé of our oldest son. We've gotten to know her better and better. She's from the Philippines. We're going out to uh, spend time with them this month, and I was thinking, well, what Judith and I'll do is we'll take off for the resale shops. <laughs> Yes. She is a much better resale buyer than I am. But you're I both am. passionate about We're it. both passionate about it. So we'll mm-hmm. say goodbye to the guys and say, okay, let's you and I do our mm-hmm. thing together. And that's really fun, mm-hmm. something we share. Another thing that's shared is funny experiences. You said laugh about it. I mm-hmm. think good friends laugh together mm-hmm. because they have memories that are mutual. Mm-hmm. Or they've listened to a person tell a story and they feel like they have been a part of that as it actually went on. Here's what I'm wanting us to hear as to a lesson from this, okay? Mm-hmm. Think of praying. We've been thinking of praying because at our church they're doing a series. Yeah, it's well, almost two months on two prayer. Months on prayer. Mm-hmm. Think of praying as being like what happens when good friends get together. Okay, that's a new okay. thought. Yeah. yeah, let me see if I got it. Think about praying as being like what happens when good friends get together. So I'm praying to the Lord, but I'm going to add this pattern of thinking that I'm talking to my best friend. Yeah, that's the opposite of saying, oh man, I should pray more. Yeah. Or they're making me feel guilty because I don't spend time in a prayer. Or I don't think I do it that well. I'm not sure what petition means. Mm-hmm. So that kind of thing. Just think about it as good friends mm-hmm. coming together. And I've been doing that. And it's been very interesting to me because there is a personal sense that I haven't experienced before. Mm -hmm. In fact, I said to the Lord, this was a couple days ago, you remember, Lord, what happened? You called me to be one of the guys who got to spend his life entirely in ministry, and people would pay me to do that. It's like when Jesus said, you come, you can be one of my disciples, you know. 
I feel so fortunate. And at the same time, I'm saying I wasn't the brightest bulb in the whole lamp, you know. On the whole ministerial crowd. (laughs) I was thinking of my first baptism. And I said, Lord, you know, I can think of so many dumb, stupid things I have done in my life. Let me set the picture here a little bit for our listeners. We met in a Teamsters Union Hall. That was a miracle in itself. We grew to 500 people over those 10 years. And we were allowed to meet there free without paying for rent on this beautiful building. But it did not have a baptismal tank. So what we had to do, because there was a new convert, he was from another country and he was here in the hospital and Mm -hmm. one of our staff members called on this gentleman to let him to the Lord. And one of the first things this man said was, I want to be baptized. And then we had another woman who was a part of the church, was a Christian for a long time, but had never been baptized and wanted to do this. So I said, we need to schedule one. And I had my staff look around to find a church that would be somewhat nearby anyway, Mm -hmm. where we could have the baptismal. One was found. It was a Japanese Christian church. It was a rectangular building. It would seat maybe 150, Mm -hmm. I would think. There were two side aisles and a middle aisle. Mm -hmm. There wasn't a platform as much, although there was a raised step to what we would call a platform. Mm -hmm. And the baptismal tank was on that one step up, Mm -hmm. you know, so you're a little bit above where the congregation was. I had not been there before. The first time I went there was the night of the baptismal, and it was terrible, terrible snowy night. I mm-hmm. mean, it's wind cold. blowing. It was Chicago at its worst yeah. or mm-hmm. best, whatever you want but to we think. we had a small, dedicated group that came to see mm-hmm. this baptism. Yeah, and there were some relatives of the gentleman who had been healed. Anyway, I kind of wondered, you know, what is this going to be like? Because one of the women, she wasn't heavy, but she was tall. And I thought, I wonder if I baptize her, if it's going to be hard to get her up, which mm-hmm. is kind of stupid when you think about it now. But this was all new to me. I was a young man. I remember you having some practice sessions with our kids in the living room. <laughs> right. to yeah, have you helped me, but you didn't want to be a do part that. of that. <laughs> so anyway, the, the evening comes, and there were probably 30, 35 people mm-hmm. there. I was telling the people, this is the basement. This is where you go when you can dry off and such, mm-hmm. and you'll have privacy. And I hadn't thought about it a whole lot more than that. Now it was time to start. The people sang a couple of hymns, and it was my turn to go up and, and walk down the stairs into the baptistry. And oh my goodness. It it wasn't cold water, it was ice water. I mean, they had never used the baptismal, they said. So it'll be interesting to see if somebody uses it. I thought, I don't know if I can stand this. This is so cold. So anyway, I got down there, and, and the lady who was to be baptized, she came down. She Again, we remind people that she was tall. So I thought, if I baptize her, it's going to be hard to get her up. Anyway, I said, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Put her down. Zing! She came shooting out that water. You didn't have to help her out at all, right? I wouldn't have needed anything from me. I mean, she was cool. She walked up the stairs. She walked down from there, which was right into the, where the main auditorium was, and then kind of looked around. And I, and I thought, what do you do after you baptize her? She started walking left. There was a door over there. She opened it, and it was a broom closet. <laughs> then she ploosh, 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 ploosh. To the other side. Walked all the way across the church to the other side. There was another door. She opened it, and it was the outside door, and the wind blew in. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I remember that before you took them down into the waters, they kind of gave a personal testimony, didn't yes, they? So that yeah. meant you were in that cold water even oh, longer. It, it was so cold, I could even feel it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Then she bloosh, 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 walked down the main aisle, which took her to the back where the vestibule was, and then and she went, went downstairs. Down now I'm still standing there. and Doing a little dance the, the that gentleman. you hope the, 
the gentleman who I had not met, but I knew his story, he came down and I said, I want you to tell a little of your story. Now, what I meant by a little of your story was not what he meant by a little of his story, because he talked and talked. And finally, I came up behind him because I'm now tiptoeing to try somehow. Toes to are frozen. It was terribly cool. And I said, you know what? We need to schedule a time when your complete story will mm-hmm. be told. Why don't I just finish your story for you now? Because it's a little cold in here. So he was very polite. He mm-hmm. let me finish his story in a matter of maybe a minute. And then he said, and let me add. And he started <laughs> over again. And finally, I kind of walked up behind him. Now, this is a, a rectangular baptismal tank. Stairs come down Before. the front side of that rectangle. And so he's kind of leaning over mm-hmm. the edge. And I'm coming up to now I need to kind of scoot him over because where I had baptized the lady, it was the whole tank I had. But now those stairs were taking up some room. I didn't think about it that much. I just thought, I am so cold. I, I will be fortunate to live through this. And I said to him, we will have that time when you can tell it all. And I said, now I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I leaned him back. Crack! I hit his head against not the stairs, but the side. Yeah, and I thought, here he had a miraculous healing. Now I've killed him. (laughs) Not really, Karen. He hit the water. Boom! He was out of that again. And I thought, praise the Lord, he's alive. Now he's blues, 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 blues down the center aisle. And I, I thought, you know, and I'm, I'm saying to the Lord while I'm reviewing this in my mind, I don't know why you called me. I'm just very grateful because I, I'm, I've done so many things that are stupid and dumb in ministry. So how does this story fit into our overall theme of praying as though the Lord was your friend? Yeah, actually, I think the Lord was kind of thinking, you know, you don't know the half of it, David. You you were really bad, but I love you anyway. And you've accomplished some things in your life. You'll so get I, better as you go. And we're still good friends, you know, that's kind of a thing. And I remember I'm all alone, and I'm telling this story to the Lord. He knows what happened, and he didn't add a whole lot in my mind. He just kind of let me tell it and realized that I wasn't that great a minister. But I still love you, you know. Yeah. But it, it's this sharing of feelings on a friendship basis. Of our experiences. Yeah, which is not at all. I normally start with praise. Mm-hmm. You know, I praise you that you are all-knowing. I mm-hmm. praise you that you are personal. That, Then I go into thanks, and then mm-hmm. I begin talking about my family. And, but I have this procedure oh, that I go through. That, that and, you do in your personal And prayer. I've never had a good laugh with the Lord okay. for a long time. And it was very wonderful that way. And I think, Karen, there's an exact opposite of that. Because what do good friends do? They talk stories that are funny, and then they cry. This was a past pain in my life, and it's still a in my life. I said to the Lord, not the same prayer time, but I'm trying to get this more personal sense, mm-hmm. just where we come as friend to friend. I said, I remember a time when I kind of felt totally abandoned. It's when our son died. Mm-hmm. He was 42 and uh, had cancer. Mm-hmm. I had hopes that the Lord would heal him. It went for a period of months. Every day was less yeah, was than no the good day, day before. That was no, better than uh, the day before. I was in this hospital in the city all alone with Jeremy. He couldn't talk and I couldn't talk, couldn't even talk to him. I knew he was going to die. The reason I knew it, the doctor had come in while I was there, and she kind of teared up, and she said, I'm so sorry. And when she said that, I knew that this was over. And I just stood there, and I said to the Lord, I never felt more hopeless, yet I knew you were there. And I knew you were going to make sure he was in good hands. Yeah, mm-hmm. He loved the Lord. There's mm-hmm. no question in my mind about that. I've thought a lot of these things, but I never said them out loud to the Lord. And it was incredibly personal. Now I'm going to go back to that sentence that we wrote. Think of praying as being like what happens when good friends get together. I'm allowing that to begin to mark more. 
my prayer time. So this is what I'm thinking. I have a series of books called The Divine Hours. Phyllis Fol- Tickle, yes. It's Phyllis Tickle, and mm-hmm. it is, the subtitle is A Manual for Prayer. It has a formula. It's very formulaic, and, but it's very, very helpful. And I'm trying to pray in the morning when I wake up. First thoughts are Jesus, if I can get that discipline in my life. And then to pause in the middle of my day and use her book to go back into her manual for prayer. And then there's one in the evening before I go to bed. And I haven't reached that goal yet, but I'm working at it. However, this concept of praying to like the Lord as mm-hmm. though your good friends can easily be adapted to this mm-hmm. as well. So mm-hmm. for people who already have a formula for their prayer life, and that's not negative. I'm, I don't mean that because we do need those things to carry us along in our disciplines very often. Those formulas can be adapted. I saw the chosen, the television the series on the life of Christ. And what that did for me was show me the humanity of Jesus in a way I had never felt or thought about it before. Mm -hmm. I've always thought of him as God's son, the Lord of Lords, your majesty. I created intimacy. There was intimacy in that knowing of him. But this chosen showed me in a way I had not understood before about the humanity of Jesus. They did such a beautiful job with that, that I kind of fell in love with Jesus as human in a way Mm -hmm. I hadn't before. But to apply this concept of friendship then Mm -hmm. to that even richer understanding of Jesus in his humanity, I think will make it even more beneficial to me. Mm-hmm. as I work to apply what you're talking about, this relational quality, mm-hmm. this relational understanding to my daily and prayer system, but then also to the way I think about Jesus and his humanity. And that's very mm-hmm. helpful. I, I'm eager to get it started. Karen, good friends can vent. They can say, just let me talk a while. Let you me know, get this off my chest. Get, get it off my chest. My that's chest. a good phrase. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd give an assignment to people if they would like just to say, okay, I'm going to process this in my own mind. This is Psalm 109. Uh-huh. It's a psalm or a prayer of David, and he's mad as hops. He is dude. <laughs> so you need to read Psalm 109 and just, when it's all over, say, you know, how is David feeling at this time? He's mad at someone, very mad. And it's in a positive. But read it through. Maybe next time, because we certainly haven't exhausted this topic, uh-huh. we'll, we'll come back to it again and, and give additional thoughts as far as treating your prayer like you're talking with a good friend. One of them is just to say, see how David handles this. Uh-huh. And he doesn't hold back that he is really ticked. And he's not giving instructions how to act toward people. He's just saying, this is where I'm coming from. This would be an example of a prayer that is casting a curse on your enemies, I think. Is yeah, the it's kind everything of you can think of. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, let's go back to that sentence, because it's a new thought Uh that we're giving to people, and they just need a chance to process it. Let's talk about it again next time. I think it's a good idea. Think of praying as being like what happens when good friends get together. Uh What is it like when that person who you've known for a long time, and you say, yeah, that's someone I would put in the good friends Uh category, or very good friends Uh category. Now, when you come to your prayer time, don't think, oh, man, i got to do this. If they have another month on prayer, I'm going to croak. But rather just say, yeah, it would be neat in my life to have a whole new element that is bringing refreshing good. The formulas, mm-hmm. and that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. The disciplines that use those or the spiritual mm-hmm. practices, something that is refreshing these spiritual practices that I have put already into my life. You think God really is a good friend? I do. I think he is. Is no. he more than being a good friend? Yeah, well, he is. Yeah, he is. But he's also a good friend. I laugh with him. I'm honest with him. I vent with him. 
<laughs> yeah, I think God sometimes says, you know that Karen, she's got a funny laugh <laughs> when she's praying. <laughs> okay, I think we've brought this to a close. I'm going to say it one more time because it's a new thought. Think of praying as being like what happens when good friends get together. You've been listening to the Before We Go podcast. And if you would like to write to us, please send us an email at the following address, hosts at beforewego.show. That's all lowercase letters, hosts at beforewego.show. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please remember to rate, review, and share on whatever platform you listen. This podcast is copyright 2023 by Mainstay Ministries, Post Office Box 30, Wheaton, Illinois, 60187.